Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I'm very excited because the last mini series went over so well, and um, I really enjoyed doing it. I like doing shorter episodes that are more to the point, and we do have a point that we are talking about coming up because in the next few weeks, my book will be out into the world. And this whole podcast has been based on living fully. This entire book that I've written is literally only written for one reason, is that, and that's to help people live better lives, bigger lives, to tell the story of how I learned in my own life to do that for the things that worked for me, the things that didn't work for me, and all of the stories along the way that guided me to what I feel is a really full life today. And I'm so excited. So if you're listening to this podcast before February the 8th, February the 8th is when the book comes out. And this week and the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing some larger concepts from the book and some stories. Maybe they're stories I shared in the book. Maybe they're stories that I didn't share in the book. A little bit of behind the scenes of why I felt that this message was so important to include in the first book that I ever wrote. So I want to dive right into the first episode talking about something that is critical to notice and then wrangle and get a handle on to live a bigger life. And that is pain avoidance. You can call it pain avoidance. You can call it fear, you can call it not wanting to experience any type of adversity, you know, whatever you want to call this thing. It is something that I myself have struggled with at different times in my life. I would so much rather have walked the easy path and avoided pain. I thought, why open door number two? When door number one seems familiar and comfortable and easy, door number two could have pain and real life in your face pain that I didn't want to or felt I wasn't equi- equipped to handle. I think that in general, our generation has gotten so comfortable with being comfortable and so familiar with just an easy life that people see pain, people see adversity, people see having to go through things like this as a bad thing. And in reality, The things that we make it through in life are truly the things that make us. And I share a lot about this in my book. But there's a story that I open a chapter with, and it really explains how bad my pain avoidance got and how crazy pain can Pain can really come out in a lot of different ways, uh, sideways in your life and manifest itself, trying to make it into the light of day so you'll pay attention to it. And the story is a little bit of a hybrid of comedy because it's really, it's funny looking back on it, but it was a very real pain avoidance to the point that I was doing anything that I could to avoid facing this pain. 
to avoid experiencing pain, essentially. So I'm going to read an excerpt of this chapter. It's chapter three in the book. So if you already have the book in your hands, you may be familiar with some of this story. But if you don't, I hope that it entices you to get the book after February 8th, or you can pre-order it if it's before. Chapter three, the cover-up. Hello, I yelled into a dusty, long-since-closed antique shop off the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. It was one of those hellos like I wanted to see if anyone was there, but I didn't really want an answer. I wasn't doing well with people at that point in my life. My active addiction was making everyday encounters hard for me. I stood there in a red dress and little brown boots, looking put together enough to keep the world from worrying about me. But that red dress might as well have been a red flag because things were not okay. I was 28 and my life was in shambles. The door was wide open and the place had clearly been abandoned. There was a closed sign knocked over on its side and the front yard was a mess with random stuff. I had spiraled into this weird obsession with junk, which I referred to as vintage, fancying myself some sort of American picker. I would pile all kinds of stuff old furniture, books, clothing, and more, into my life, into my garage, into my home, into my parents' home. Looking back, it's so obvious to me the things my subconscious mind was doing when it was out of control. When we aren't dealing with our problems, they manifest into the light of day for all the world to see. I crept into that dirty space and started turning things over, looking at them, breathing in the heavy dirt that was flying through the air and swatting cobwebs and old debris away, completely locked in on this junk. I tore through items around me, wondering what I could fit into my car, what I could shove into my life, anything I could use to cover up my pain. My life looked a lot like that store did, once full of dreams and coveted things, all forgotten and left behind. And then someone shut off the lights. Breathless with anticipation, I took a few more steps inside the store and all at once, crash. My legs literally fell through the floor. There I was, alone, out of my mind, and now halfway through the floor in a pitch dark abandoned building off the side of the road in Kentucky. My phone was in my car, which was parked, unlocked, outside the store with the door wide open. There's a little glimpse into how my mind worked back then. So I'm breaking back in here because I'm pausing the text of the book to read the rest of the story. I want you to read it in the book because it's kind of long to include the whole thing on the podcast. But long story short, you know, I fall through this floor. I did eventually make it out and I continued to just rummage through all of this old junk. I piled it into my car uh, and I brought it home back to Nashville with me. And then this is the last paragraph of that section that tells this story that I'll jump back in. The fact was, my mind so badly needed to deal with all of the emotional clutter I'd been ignoring that it manifested into this hoarding obsession. I was avoiding, avoiding, avoiding the truth, and this junk was a way to distract me from it. But at some point, I was going to have to start dealing with my problems, or else I was going to suffocate under the physical and metaphorical weight of the trash I'd drug into my life. The chaotic mess I was creating on the outside perfectly matched the chaos of undealt with issues that were mounting up inside of me. I knew that facing those issues would be hard. It would be painful. So I did anything I could to avoid them. I know now avoidance plays out in any number of strange ways in our lives. 
but it never leads us to anywhere we want to go. So that's the end of that text. And it goes on to talk about this issue of pain avoidance and the tools that I learned then and that I carried into my life now so that I stop in my tracks when I see that I'm avoiding pain, that I'm trying not to experience pain, that I'm staying in the safe zone behind the fence or that I'm burying something under the rug because I literally can't face the pain. And everybody listening to this podcast or everybody reading this book is going to have a different level of pain that they may be dealing with or they may need to deal with. And I'm also here to tell you that there have been times in my life, like when I opened this book, I was dealing with some really real, in-your-face, undealt with pain that I myself couldn't even really identify at times until I ended up, you know, in this treatment situation and I got help with it. But You know, for the last eight years of my life, I have lived a pretty good life where things will pop up that may not be as severe of pain that I'm avoiding, but I'm certainly avoiding any kind of uncomfortable conversation or anything that just might rock the boat. However, living fully is facing those things. And living fully is also getting to the other side of having that conversation or dealing with that undealt with issue, whether it be something as severe as an addiction or whether it be be a conversation that you may need to have with a husband or a parent or a friend, or maybe it's like leaving a job and the pain that comes along with that and putting yourself out there to find something that works better for you in your life. I'm here to tell you on the other side of a lot of bridges of pain that I've crossed over that the other side is always a much more fulfilling way to live. And in my book, Living Fully, I talk about a lot of different scenarios and the way that I get through to facing that pain, the ways that once I uncover whatever it is that needs to see the light of day, how I deal with those things. And the way that I just live my life every day now in this version of Living Fully that I'm in, where I continue to live a life of facing my fears, facing adversity, facing pain and how that's just a much better way to live. I also share in a chapter called Endangered Species, it's my favorite chapter in the book actually, how avoiding adversity has become a problem. I think uh, a lot of people my age, a lot of people that I know and talk to, I think like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we would much rather be comfortable than face adversity and how this is kind of a new thing because there are generations before us where adversity and pain and dealing with issues were just part of the way that they lived. And I don't want to read uh, this chapter because I really want you to read it yourself and read it all the way through. It's such a special chapter to me. And I wrote it in about 30 minutes at my kitchen table in Kentucky. It just, it was the one chapter that I felt was very divinely led. And I just sat down and I wrote that chapter start to finish and Uh, We hardly even touch that chapter in the editing process. It's a really special chapter. But the gist of that chapter is how I want to take the example of people in my grandparents' generation or some of our parents' generation. I want to take the quality that they all have where they seemed to face adversity and deal with it and make it through it and weave it into my own life. I want to be a person that doesn't fear adversity, that doesn't face harder things because I just don't want to deal with it. And I want to remember that 
anytime I think of a person that I admire or person that uh, has made any kind of impact on my life and my family or even in history, I want you to think of that person in your mind too right now too as you're listening to the podcast. Who is a person that has truly made an impact on you or the world around you? Who's a person that you feel like if you thought this is the person that I think is the example of living fully, who would that person be? And I bet, I would bet anything, in fact, that they have experienced huge adversity and made it through to the other side. So why in the world, when we're standing on the precipice of something that is going to be an uncomfortable experience, why do we not remember that not only do those types of people make it through adversity, but they were they were made through adversity. And it made them the people that they are. It gave them the grit that we always admire in these people. And why would we not want to face something that we know will bring us a better life on the other side? Do we value not experiencing pain in life more than we value truly missing out on a whole nother level of living that we could be uh, experiencing. I wrote this line in my book that it's amazing how much better we feel when we direct our energy into actually living our lives rather than avoiding them. And I truly believe that. If you guys, be- if you guys read my, my book, you see that th- there's this story in there that I've never shared and it's It's a big catalyst in my life and it was a really big shift and it was a very, very clear instance in my life of when I have just purely faced adversity head on of where I've dealt with all of the pain that was underneath. I stopped numbing things out and stopped pushing things to the bottom and out of necessity, I made my way through that. However, if you are a person, maybe it's not like something that is as bad as what I was experiencing, but maybe you feel like you're brushing things under the rug or you're avoiding tough things in your life. I want this podcast and this book to be your reminder that there's another way to live. And not only is the joy that you'll experience on the other side of walking through your pain 10 times more amazing than it is hard to deal with the pain that you're going to have to deal with. But it's it's truly essential to living a full life. And I think that if you can look back on your own life and things that you've faced before, I think that you, like me, will remember that every hard or negative thing is always leading you to somewhere positive in life, to somewhere you need to go. And I know you've probably heard that before, but I want to remind you of that with, with my own story and with a lot of stories in this book. And then lastly, another quote from my book that is a quote that really resonates with me. And a lot of times um, when I share it, it resonates with people that I've done podcasts with and, and different types of things that have heard this quote. But I do believe that pain avoidance is a powerful motivator for mediocrity. That in avoiding the hard things in life, we really stay at this baseline cruise control type of level and you live a really mediocre life. And that's such a shame because you only get one shot at it. And whether you are 20 years old listening to this podcast or 35 or 62 or 85, hey, I've got a vast demographic, thankfully. (laughs) Hello to every single demographic listening to this podcast. It's never too late to rewire the way that you live your life and to start facing these things. So at the end of this kind of 
subject that we're talking about, facing pain and adversity and how it truly leads you to so much more vibrant of a life. I have three points that can help you if you are a person that is like I was in the beginning of this book and even in my life now needs to be reminded to, to face the things instead of avoiding the things. I have some solutions that can help you do that. Solution number one, and this, this is something that uh, I, I feel like I do in every single one of the subjects in Living Fully. It's, it's very important and it's awareness. So you have to slow down and become aware of your behaviors. If you are like the person that I was in the story that I started reading, where I am just having these bizarre things manifest in my life, I'm starting to hoard things. Whether you're to that point or whether you are just super busy, maybe you're a mom, you're like I am now in my everyday life and you're busy running a business and you have a family and you're just going 100 miles an hour and you have zero time to do anything, much less slow down and dig deep and see what type of pain you may be avoiding. But you must do this. So if you don't have awareness, if you don't slow down long enough, to figure out what you are avoiding, then there's no way to move forward. So maybe you know what you're avoiding already. If you do, then that step is taken. But if you don't, you must slow down and really think about it. And maybe it'll take you a few minutes or maybe it'll take you journaling for a few nights trying to figure out what's underneath it. But you must slow down and figure out you know, what it is that you're avoiding. And then number two, I'd like you to remind yourself, like I talked about earlier in this podcast, pinpoint an instance when you've made it through something that you would have rather avoided. Uh, But now that you can see, uh, looking back on the other side, that it made a huge impact on your life and a huge difference in your life and you're so much better off for it. So borrow some of that courage from your previous self. And I really think that that reminder can really help us to face those things. So many times in our lives, we, we get so busy living that we forget that we've made it through things like this before. And not only have we made it through it, but on the other side, it was just so much better. So first, you need the awareness. And once you figure out what that thing is, you need to remind yourself of maybe an instance similar to that or just an instance where you've, an instance where you've been able to handle the pain or come through the adversity and remind yourself of what was on the other side. And then number three, I talk a lot about perspective in my book because I think perspective is like free magic to all of us. And I believe that perspective is something that's very simple to shift. Sometimes you have to shift it over and over and over again. You have to wake up in the morning and really remind yourself of the kind of life that you want to lead and the mindset that you want to have, the the parent that you want to be. You, You have to shift your perspective in all those instances to look at life a certain way. And I think that influences decisions and that influences uh, how you parent and how you show up in the world, in your work, just everything. So shift from, from thinking, I'm afraid of experiencing pain to I am more afraid of losing out on a full life. And if you can shift that perspective of Yes, there's fear involved in both of those instances. I don't think you can ever squash out the fear in your mind, but I do think that fear can serve us sometimes. And I think that fear can certainly push us uh, into 
into good directions. Fear can halt a life, but fear if used in the right way can really prompt us to make better decisions. And I am afraid of losing out on a bigger life. I am afraid every day of not living fully. I think that's why it took me two and a half years and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to write this book because I was afraid that I wasn't writing the perfect book. Because if someone's going to give me their time and their attention and their ears and a chance to help them to live a better life, I am obsessed with taking that opportunity and making sure that my words and the stories that I share and the information and the tools that I've put down on this page are the very best that I have in me from this life that I've lived. And so I really think if you can shift that perspective from having a ton of fear of experiencing pain or adversity to having more of a fear of not experiencing a full life, if you can just want that a little bit more, I think that can really help you in your quest for living fully. So I'm trying to keep these episodes to about 20 minutes. So we are there. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I'm so excited for this book to come out into the world. I'm nervous. I'm, I am ready. I am, like I said, and you've probably heard me say before, I have enough arms of my business that I didn't need to write a book. The only reason that I wrote this book was to take this chance and to offer my story and a part of my story that people have never heard to the reader and just hoping that it can help you in um, whatever part of your life you feel like you're not living fully. And I thank every single person for listening to this podcast and especially if you have pre-ordered or bought my book. Um, There is nothing that I could ever ask you to do or buy or download that would mean more to me than that. So thank you. And if you're listening to this before February 8th, it comes out on February the 8th. It is sold literally everywhere that books are sold. Target and Walmart and Amazon and all your local bookstores and literally everywhere. And I'm so grateful for that. So please leave a review wherever you've bought the book. Those reviews, just like the reviews for podcasts, they help an author tremendously. So there's nothing that you could do that would mean more to me besides buying the book than leave a review. So something that you've learned or a quote that you like from the book. And um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Living Fully podcast. I'm Mallory Irvin, your host. And oh, so weird to say, new author (laughs) of um, a book called Living Fully coming out February 8th. So thank you guys again and tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.